everything will change, a new computational way, VR is like, woo! Hello. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Research VR, where we dig deep beyond the realms of virtual reality. Today we are joined by the usual co-host, me, Peter Lekov, as well as Krzysztof Zdebski. Yo. But we also have two wonderful guests. One is Kirill Pakutny. Yeah, hello. Hello. And Sergei Tashenko. Hi, everyone. Very well. I managed to pronounce the names correct. That's a rare occasion. Those two young fellows are from Ukraine and... We catch them once again as the previous episode on the CB 2017 in the VR hole. I feel like over 50 startups and big companies doing VR all gathered together in Hanover and doing awesome things. But some companies are just mm, a little special. Or they actually do something with special people. And we are all special. Aren't we all special? That's true. And I would say that both of you are definitely falling in that category with the Sensorama lobe. Could you tell us, first of all, more about it? Yeah, uh, Sensorama Lab. Uh, this is uh, uh, an in initiative that we launched in uh, Kiev, uh, in Ukraine, to bring more people in virtual reality, augmented reality, from other fields like uh, game design or uh, architecture, artists, um, designers, uh, to help them to work on their own projects or to help them with other projects, commercial ones that they can work on. So, so in the sense, it's a co-working space? Yeah, yeah. actually it's co-working space with uh, hardware, with mm -hmm. uh, mentorship, with courses, education. Uh, we wow. bring uh, different uh, speakers. Last one, we had speaker from Oxford University, Whoa. UX uh, UI designer. Oh, your topic, Chris. Yes. In mixed Why wasn't reality. I there? Oh, that's even better. Yeah, yeah. She, but she is actually starting research. Mm. Uh, but it was really interesting topic. Next one, we hope to bring uh, people from United States. So we're trying to find as much as possible mm. people who have great experience to share it with uh, people in uh, Kiev. Actually, it's not just in uh, co-working. We are growing and building a VR AR ecosystem. Uh, mm -hmm. So uh, we are providing uh, engineers, developers, designers, artists with uh, uh, poss possibilities to work with the latest hardware, VR hardware, software to get uh, uh, access to educational courses, uh, lectures, trainings, mm -hmm. and uh, to in, in order to build really outstanding projects and the products or join uh, some uh, some of projects which we are working on, mm, which is quite impressive. What's the background of both of you? Uh, actually, it's for me. Um, actually, as for us, we started yeah. the company seven mm -hmm. years ago. Seven years? Yeah. Wait, that's before the VR wave came with Oculus? Yeah, yeah. We started uh -huh. from interaction, uh, interactivity projects in uh, multi-touch screens, software development for uh -huh. touch screens. Uh, it was projects with Kinect, uh, projection mapping. Oh, so nice. It was a lot of different projects, also RFID, NFC. Wait. And three years ago, uh, we started working with virtual reality when we saw first one Oculus DK1. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we was very amazed by it, possibilities. And of course, <laughs> this is very, it was super cool to start working in this field. Yeah. And you? We started the company seven years ago, but we studied at one school. And uh -huh. uh, after, so after uni uh, university and our first jobs, we launched our company. And yeah. mm -hmm. uh, which, which, which studies did you attend? I'm a network uh, engineer. Whoa. 
And you? I'm publisher, and also I was working in media, That's in nice. the newspaper, TV, and uh, portal. It's like was media holding. Mm -hmm. okay. So you guys met together at your first job, or you studied together in school? At school. At school. So even earlier. Yeah. That's a success story where you actually build a startup with your own friend. That's nice. And when you started seven years ago, mm, I mean, Europe in general is rather not the best place to get funding. And because Ukraine is a developing country, I guess it's harder to get funding even than, let's say, in London or maybe even France. So how did you bootstrap yourself? Did you get funding or did you get started to do projects? Was it a small project? How did Actually, you do we, st we started uh, like from... Uh, Uh, family and friends, some small, small, really small investments, and then mm -hmm. we started making commercial commercial projects for uh, companies in uh, Ukraine, in, uh, in some uh, post-USSR countries, and then we started to moving to the to European market, to mm -hmm. to United States. But uh, we were developing from project to project and investing money into our no new research mm -hmm. and uh, products which we are working on now. So maybe we have some listeners who are not from US or like Germany and the numbers tell us that we have some. What would you recommend them if they want to go into the VR business and start? So what did you learn yourself and what would, what would you not do again? Or like what would you do the same way? Uh, so how did you connect and stuff? Uh, uh, first of all, you need to think bigger and go to the bigger, bigger markets. Uh, don't try to work on only on your own market in yeah. your... Uh, place try to go to the biggest exhibition which you know in your field try like Tibet. just like, like Tibet like Tibet for like example Tibet, yeah. uh, try to go to United States and see what's going on there mm -hmm. Chinese market yeah so this as soon as possible you will get on the biggest markets yes. the sooner you will have more money mm. and coming back to the topics that caged my increased attention the autistic children. How did you came across the project and what exactly do you do with them? Um, actually, uh, we are interested in uh, educational projects and um, we can say that the projects that we are making with autism kids is one of the educational projects we are working on. So it started uh, from friendship yeah. uh, with um, some guys who are making uh, art therapy Mm -hmm. uh, in um, art center, so yes. we started bringing uh, RCC Vive with silt brush and showing what is possible to do. Mm -hmm. And the kids starting uh, uh, showing their world using uh, virtual reality, and it was very interesting to uh, to, to to look what's going on and to talk with those people who was making these courses uh, for a long period and they said that everyone was uh, showing their world as they uh, as they, it is mm -hmm. we found that every every kid uh, who was involved they was very interesting to get in virtual reality again yeah so we started uh, to making su such events more And then, of course, we started thinking that we need to collect data about mm -hmm. uh, how they experiencing. And uh, to this date, we had already like five events, and we mm -hmm. uh, started collecting surveys mm -hmm. for every kid. And probably next uh, 
We'll be collecting like EAG. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe to, eye tracking. Yeah, probably eye tracking. But to to understand uh, which part of the brain is uh, working. Mm-hmm. Uh, but both of you have basically not much experience with medical. How was it the first time when you worked with autistic children? Because I think it's not the easiest topic, right? Uh, yeah, as, uh, but in our team, like Laborants, we have uh, people who already worked in uh, uh, such centers. Uh, they have uh, psychological bra- okay. ba- background. background yeah. yeah, and of course those uh, people who are our friends, uh, they have uh, mm-hmm. education in yeah. and research in this uh, field. So, so uh, how was it for you, Sergey? Yes, I think I think that it would be that it was uh, rather rather difficult for uh, to uh, be, to uh, to deal to show to, uh, to to children, but I think that they are really that uh, we were very excited that they really liked uh, liked it and they uh, uh, they expressed uh, they uh, expressed the real mm-hmm. the real emotions and what they were doing and also except working without is uh, out. Autists, uh, we uh, provided uh, virtual reality experiences to uh, cancer, cancer center, center for children, and uh, we do this uh, every every month. I think that it is uh, a great a great event for them. The poss- possibility to uh, to for- forget to for some time maybe mm-hmm. forget about their illnesses, about what is going on. Uh, there in this uh, hospital and to to experience this uh, imaginable great world. So I think that they really get uh, very uh, uh, bright emotions, and they when we, when we go there each month, they're really happy to meet to meet uh, us, our co- colleagues. I think that it's really meaningful. Yeah. How is data collection helping you? Because it sounds like the main output, the main uh, key performance indicator that you're looking for here is the kid's response. So basically, they feel better, they don't feel better. They feel happier, they don't feel happier. So how, what are you really measuring? What are you measuring sort of for? Yeah, it's measuring what is changing from mm-hmm. one to next and next uh, side check. So engagement, how quickly they move, what uh, they draw? No, how, how they react on the, some suggestions. Uh, are they drawing what uh, they asked for drawing or mm-hmm. they always drawing what they want and uh, don't react on any mm-hmm. anyone so yeah it's for tracking wha- wha- how it's helping to them okay uh, but uh, if to say generally about uh, this uh, project so as uh, we are a laboratory for for us it is interesting to have uh, to help people who are have uh, research experience mm-hmm. to to work on this project so we are interesting that in our laboratory in sensorama uh, this project uh, starting growing mm-hmm. and developing uh, and our mission is to involve uh, researchers mm-hmm. who are interesting to work in, the work in this field and we can provide them everything that we have like hardware some mentorship we yeah. are glad to meet new people who already have experience to yeah. share knowledge what's possible so just to understand a little better how the sensorama works i am the researcher and i have an idea for the autistic child 
therapy or mm -hmm. engagement application, whatever. And I come to your lab and what happens next? I think that the first thing is to describe the project in, in details. And uh, to, to whom am I describing it? I think that uh, to, our, to our community, to a uh, part of community who is interested in such kind of projects. Mm -hmm. And how do I describe it? I think that it is a, it is a meeting and okay. you perform your project mm -hmm. and uh, you ask for maybe uh, what do you need, what can you do you need from us, what uh, mm -hmm. maybe some engineers or what kind of specialists do you need to, to do this project. Mm -hmm. Can I then pair with some programmers that you have in your network? Yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, first of all, you need to say what goals you have, yeah. wh where you want to get. And yeah, next one, we'll try to suggest what we can help you with. Mm -hmm. And how does your business model work? So how does it work on the money level? How you do you know? earn money? Yeah. Actually, uh, Sensorama is now it's uh, currently not not profitable. We yeah, invest it's a non-profit organization. Uh, currently, yes, we are thinking yes. about some. Mm -hmm. Yes, okay. yes, we are thinking about uh, monetizing it by uh, education, by uh, uh, getting specialists into our teams into uh, fu uh, funding, so in investments in the projects. But currently, we invest uh, only uh, we invest since uh, very very visum. Uh, Verum Visum invests in, sens in Sensorama. So Verum Visum is your own company? Yeah. Yeah, okay. this commercial uh, company which is uh, making commercial projects mm -hmm. and earning money mm -hmm. and subsidized yeah. like what, Sensorama. What was the first VR experience you both had? VR experience? Uh, VR, yeah. Mm, museum, probably. Virtual Museum. I have experienced it on when? Integrated System Europe uh, 2014, beginning of 2014. Mm -hmm. What what have you experienced there? Uh, I was impressed. <laughs> no, no. I mean, uh, what was the experience? What was happening in uh, the application? It, it was um, like super simple idea of, of how museum, virtual museum, could be. It's like walls and the statue standing and paints on the walls, but actually. And uh, that time I was thinking, why to do the same that we have in real life yeah. to bring mm -hmm. in virtual reality? Yeah, sure. But it was very interesting to experience how it looks like to be in different space uh, when you are in real something other mm -hmm. space. And yours? I think that uh, was the first experience was at uh, roller coaster on, on DK1. Even with this uh, low re resolution display, I think that mm -hmm. it was really immersive and impressive for the first time. Actually, one of my first VR experiences was surprisingly also a roller coaster. I bought myself the Jarovis Dive. It's like this plastic thingy with all Google Cardboard where you put your smartphone <laughs> in. And I was like sitting alone in my home and packing it and the first app was like this really shitty roller coaster app. And I had this weird feeling in my stomach that you really are, you know, driving through this roller coaster. And it was like so impressive to me. We dragged it to our professor with Chris, showed it to him and we also did some research with it. So oh yeah, he almost fell from the chair. Yeah, roller coaster seems to be a really good introduction, <laughs> first time experience. Mm. Now, you're working with autistic children, and I guess um, from the discussion we had before the podcasts, one of the um, highly mm, beneficial effects is that you see what they draw, what they have in their own mind. Like Kirio told me that one of the children draws a number, so he all the time draws like numbers around and other effects. And we also have been discussing what you could do more, like do eye tracking and EEG. Um, my guess, and it's a little bit uneducated guess, and Chris has to correct me if it's wrong, is that... Um, Fake facts. 
Well, fake news. Well, one of the problems with autism is that people who have it can't really understand emotions from yeah. other people. So let's maybe discuss quickly whether we could train with VR mm. to enable people to understand better emotions. Chris is actually a small expert on emotions. He was planning to do his master thesis about it. On so inducing, not you. understanding. Inducing, understanding, but you could okay. also, you know. But then maybe yeah. you start and then we go on around. No, actually, just before we started this podcast, we had a discussion exactly on this topic. Yeah. So there are two things uh, that need to be understood in context of autism. Children uh, need to learn, like they need like they're learning what are letters they need to learn what are emotions while for the other the other children it's natural to learn what are emotions how they look like how they feel like they have empathy they can relate to other people the autistic children need to be shown what does happy look like what does sad look like because otherwise they don't understand it trump tweets are always sad <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm well kidding. i'm kidding and on the other hand it's about what they can analyze. So when they, they are usually bad with social interactions for the reason that they are overwhelmed with amount of information that is flowing to them. So if you reduce it, you could basically train them? Basically, not train, let them interact with other people. It's even more basic, so to say, than teaching. It's just letting them communicate with other okay. people. There are yeah. studies about how effective emojis are for for autistic children to communicate. So are you suggesting we should put a HoloLens on everyone who is autistic and it should analyze the emotional impression of the face Substitute and put an face with emoji. an emoji? It's kind of like goes no, to the no, shell, no, right? No. The smiley. Uh, what we were discussing is the benefit of all the social VR applications where in the first place you're substituted by other avatar that has no feedback on your emotions. The se secondly, we were discussing the different levels of showing, of providing data. So you could implement just some blinking, automatized mm -hmm. blinking. You could provide eye tracking. You could provide yeah. uh, body tracking. You could provide uh, rudimentary face tracking. Yeah. So when we have been to the stress conference in Nijmegen <laughs> with Chris, and it was something I told yesterday, Kirill, we witnessed uh, a presentation of this great study where they looked at why some apes do integrate socially well and some don't. And they figured out that there is a correlation between how well the young baby monkeys actually mimic the impressions and the expressions of the face of their mother because usually the apes don't do it. And the fun part was that they did not only figure out how it works, but they actually trained a small baby monkey when it was born to recognize faces very well. And not only that, they also were measuring EEG and then looking how well the monkeys did social integrate. They were basically having eye tracking and trained the monkey to look always at the face, parts that are relevant to understand emotions, and it helped them. So we were like having mm. this crazy idea that we should do something else in VR. So what do you guys think about it? Yeah, actually, um, some of the kids uh, who was involved in this uh, virtual reality experiments, um, they even uh, have problems to talk with their parents. So mm. yeah, they, which so, is tough. Yeah, and so that's why that this idea appeared. Uh, probably would it be interesting to help them to talk, maybe with their parents, if they will be with avatars of some 
favorable yeah, characters. Yeah, so social VR, right? So basically the parents and the children mm -hmm. join in a social room. Yeah, yeah. Really interesting. I mean, it could actually follow the similar line of thought that we have for our medical applications uh, at Virtual Spice. So what we are doing is building the realistic tasks, the tasks that are you are going to perform in your real life with the chronical pains. So we have tasks like gather some vegetables, organize the books after your children left, cook a soup and then put the soup from the one table to another without spilling anything. And in this particular case, we could have actually the avatar that is similar to your parent, to yeah. your father, to your mother. And then you are communicating with your parents through this avatar that looks like your parents. So then you would have the knowledge from virtual reality, the skills that you gain with the limited um, data input uh, transferable to the real world situation where the child is imagining this parent, uh, he, he could be reducing his parent to this virtual avatar even in the real world once he learns how to do that. Yeah, and um, this uh, possibility to collect data from every movement, every, where kids looks. So this gives uh, a lot of possibilities for researchers. Mm. So yeah, I think virtual reality have a lot of possibilities uh, to yeah. solve such uh, mm. problems or to find to start finding solutions yeah. to help those kids. What about the other projects that you're doing in Sensorama? Uh, currently, uh, currently we are working on some uh, hardware stuff like uh, uh, point uh, point of view camera. We we are involved in uh, uh, in a project like uh, anti bullying uh, anti bullying uh, company for children, and where okay. this point of view uh, rig is mounted on the uh, on on the ch children, and they are in different situation, and so other children or their parents can. Uh, can be in that situation and can <laughs> so the bully can be bullied <laughs> to see to see the world by, uh, bias of the kids mm -hmm. to give yeah. this possibility to parents because sometimes they don't understand what is going on how to be uh, mm -hmm. a kid to these days when you yeah. have iPad uh, computer and everyone trying to type you something and yeah to get to your mind from the PC, yeah. It's yeah, it's strange when thousands of people are actually trying to harm you in <laughs> internet and it feels very strange emotionally. Yeah, so this is also yeah. projects that we are working on. Very interesting. Uh, it's, it's more even commercial project. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, some way it's connected uh, on the same topic, uh, how to use virtual reality to help kids. <laughs> okay, now a, a slight ping pong to the other place. What do you think about the Ukraine uh, startup uh, area scene? scene yeah. Exactly. Thank you. The startup scene and the VR scene. Um, it's uh, really starting, growing very stream extremely. Um, so what uh, to this date we have few companies who are making good money on uh, gaming industry, virtual reality gaming mm -hmm. industry. Making oh, you games. have also really great gaming companies yeah uh, yeah metro i think is made in ukraine right stalker stalker yeah. i mean uh, no, metro. So they're really good classy yeah yes. yeah some companies making games for playstation already my mm -hmm. uh, yeah playstation vr mm -hmm. um but um, startup arena it's like growing uh, starting growing maybe 
seven to probably seven to ten years. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. But we have um, we don't have like support from government. Sure. Um, yeah. But uh, we have support from the community. So yeah. everyone who involved in startup communities, they're trying to help each other. Coming to the government now. Let's not get too political, but there have been recently some major political changes in Ukraine. Um, would you say that the overall political situation has improved for startups because now it's easier to invest money, now Ukraine is more focused on the west side of Europe, or did it actually harm the startup economy because a lot of people rather moved out because of fear? I think that the whole uh, uh, bad economic situation in Ukraine uh, stimulates uh, startups not uh, to focus on local market but mm. to be focused on global market and to yeah. to look to the direction of the United States or mm. another big uh, markets mm. and s uh, but uh, I don't think that uh, the, yeah, there is statistics that the, uh, international uh, foreign in investments in startups are growing oh. now the last uh, two years uh, but uh, I think that the, the uh, the main thing is that really people are going to these conferences, uh, conferences are building their products, show, yeah. showing, showing on the mm. developing. But it should be easier now with the EU having this regulation that Ukrainian citizens can go for 90 days without a visa to Europe. Was yeah. it was it tough to you to come to the CBIT? Uh, it's it's uh, this uh, new regulation is not started yet. It's okay. uh, beginning from June. Um, yeah, so. Really, some new new things are going on better and better. For example, we can make agreements uh, without the stamp, <laughs> as it was in previously. Only signature could yeah. be available. Mm -hmm. We can uh, make like digital contracts nice. already. Yeah, some good things are going well. Uh, better, <laughs> not well, uh, but better. better sure. Yeah, but of course, uh, from other other way, uh, we have not so. Mm, big taxes yeah for uh, private uh, uh, private uh, entrepreneurs entrepreneurs oh, okay. right now yeah and uh, so and uh, also like economical situation and devaluation of uh, uh, currency also um, boost yeah yeah boost uh, the growing uh, and uh, brings more money from other countries mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, this uh, situation can bring uh, more growth in the IT sector. So how do you see VR in future? So you have been working since seven years with VR. You're doing three, Not years. three years. Okay, but you have, you have the company Interactive Technologies. Well, some kind of early stages of VR. Yeah. I mean, Interaction, Connect and stuff. And then VR three years, okay. But... Um, uh, how do you see the future of your company, of the VR market, and also all the innovative things that everyone is talking about? Are you as optimistic as you know, the keynote speakers? Oh, everyone, everything will change, a new computational way, VR is like, woo! Or like, yeah, let's do some business, it's cool, but more on the ground? How, how do you see it? Um, <laughs> why we decided to do Sensorama? Because we started making researches, and we found that there is a lot of ways to make research, a lot of ways to make new projects. Uh, so we found that we need to concentrate on the main things that we, we are working on. But we can bring more people and share with them experience and to help them to grow 
other projects to help them to make research in those fields on which we haven't time mm-hmm. on we couldn't concentrate on but uh, to bring in, to make such teams could uh, uh, bring more growth mm-hmm. and more quickly mm. yeah. would, would you say that the price drop of HMDs allowed you to do your company in the first place based on VR because previously VR systems would cost 300 400,000 1 million a cave but now you basically can I don't know save some money on coffee and get a VR headset and start developing did this help actually if uh, to talk uh, how how the idea was in working virtual reality interactivity in the beginning uh, there was the idea to uh, we ha- one of the our projects that we are working on is dedicated to Chernobyl Chernobyl oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember yeah yeah and um, how is it called Chernobyl 360 mm-hmm. and seven eight years ago there was idea to uh, give people possibility to visit uh, Chernobyl mm-hmm. because people are afraid to get there yeah. and I was thinking for good reasons yeah yes. and was <laughs> idea how how it could be done and uh, as you said the one po- one possibility it was uh, to give uh, them access to cave which costs uh, more than a half a million dollars yeah yep. yeah but uh, on that on that time already started thinking that DIY uh, hacking you can make like a cave by yourself yes if you have uh, six to five projectors exactly yeah uh, connected it uh, using I don't know processing or VVV uh, some special uh, toolkits and you can make your own cave uh, but then three years ago we saw virtual reality and the prices drops dramatically. So yeah, I think uh, also interesting uh, hardware that still not uh, showed everything that is possible is uh, HTC Vive uh, uh, light uh, yeah. trackers. The lighthouse trackers mm-hmm. definitely lighthouse. have more potential. Yeah, yeah, so it's only beginning and there's not a lot of people who are researching what is possible because I think the, it, it is possible to use it for my know autonomous cars or for some yes. small, yeah, mm. I thought about using it actually for agriculture. Technology, agriculture technology. Which is a strange case, but it would be even there useful. Yeah, yeah. And uh, even in, uh, not a lot of people are seeking what is possible, how yeah. to use it. But uh, I think in the future, more and more would be interesting project in this field. And what about um, the prices? Uh, as far as we was a few weeks ago in uh, China, and headset uh, there you can buy even for $75 all yeah. in one headset crazy yeah <laughs> is it feeling good enough uh, well, you get what you <laughs> pay oh you're for, sort right? of <laughs> afraid that those 75 bucks will explode on your face <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks like um, DK1 probably mm-hmm. uh, but you don't have like big PC with great mm, power you sure. it's a little bit it's uh, uh, a start yeah, Where yeah. does the content come from? Um, they have uh, uh, like some some of uh, operating system based on Android, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's can it's you can imagine it like Gear VR. Uh, yeah, so basically Oculus, cardboard. mobile Oculus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you have a store where you can order applications but is it uh, is the store only for this particular headset or all those cheap headsets have sort of the common store yeah 
they have all, all these headsets have uh, the same. Oh. Okay. And uh, the name of this uh, Nibiru. Mm -hmm. And they have already 500,000 devices on the market. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and when we speak about China, the numbers are always overwhelming. Half, of, half of these uh, headsets are on uh, uh, overseas markets. Whoa. So half of them on the China, half of them overseas. That's not bad. I mean. And it's only the beginning. Uh, yeah. this, uh, it starts only one year before ago, in April 2016. Mm -hmm. So we will see how these uh, kind of mm -hmm. devices will grow. And it is very interesting that uh, there is not a lot of talk about this. Uh, here, but here, yeah. some people are occasionally talking about China as being a huge motor for VR. It's just not very present here because of the language barrier and the overseas barrier. But it's really interesting. But and on the other hand, the Germany is a land of quality. People sort of uh -huh. expect something else. Some well, maybe. Right. And if talking about the China, we uh, we plan to to launch the Sensorama uh, branch in oh. uh, in Shenzhen, which will be specialized in uh, hard hardware uh, products. So it's like uh, uh, that's one a great place to do it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we decided to make it like a software in uh, software hub, software ecosystem in Ukraine, and hardware in uh, in Shenzhen, and that's what why we decided to why we decided to sign an agreement with uh, some organization specialized in uh, hardware in China, in Shenzhen. Mm -hmm. But uh, isn't Shenzhen the same place our company is based? No. It's not Shenzhen? No. Shenzhen is one of the cities where it's one of the best places to do the hardware startup because you have manufacturers right across the street. I'm not entirely sure if that's where Insta360 is, but in one of those Chinese cities where, Inst um, where you have exactly the situation like in Shenzhen, um, you have this Insta360 company that produces cameras. Mm -hmm. And they can tr do a true agile manufacturing in the sense that they have idea today. In two hours, they have the sketch. They're going to the shop across the st street buying parts for, for prototype and in two days they have it by manufacturers making a new prototype and that's why that's one of the fastest uh, developing pivoting uh, VR 360 cameras yeah, right now yeah. on the market and also we have seen their 4k headset already they have it on mm -hmm. the market it's also all-in-one device <laughs> <laughs> why isn't why don't we know about it um, but uh, upload <laughs> you need to be covering a little better China. <laughs> yeah, yeah. China. <laughs> China. Rice China. There's a great book called uh, Nexus. It's like a three-piece book. Mm -hmm. And at some point there's like a queue in China and like because this drug makes your brain connected and stuff. Cool. And there's like cuckoo, yeah. There's like this great line. China, rice, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but um, you have to talk more about uh, where it goes. And I think it uh, would be interesting to see in the future all-in-one devices with yeah. Windows on base. Microsoft is pushing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Windows holographic with, mm. uh, I don't know, real sense, hand tracking, uh, mixed reality experiences. Yeah, Speaking so about all-in-one device, we are right now looking at Nintendo Switch. <laughs> right this moment, it's in front of us. Yeah, yeah <laughs> playing here on the fair. Well, great. I would say the last famous words. What do you want to say? 
Uh, we have a message. Everything is only this is only the beginning, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's yeah. see w where it goes. I think uh, all of us interesting to see how virtual reality can make the world better, mm. and uh, I think all of us are working on this. I'm seeing that it. Uh, I'm sure that it's the next big thing, and uh, not only virtual reality. I see the get potential in augmented reality, of course. And uh, we are waiting for some big, big players to come to the market with uh, their hardware to to push to push everything. So I think that it's uh, the best time to to make great startups in this field. Now yeah. a short information to our audience: we are really sorry in case you are hearing a lot of background. Music. music and noise and whatever you want to define it as. We are sitting right next to the VR cinema where they had first of some sort of hackathon or workshop where they were making movies and they are watching them through right now. Yeah. Well, last team's words from me joining you. Everything is a dream, Neo. Wake up. <laughs> no. Uh, reality, VR, who knows where we are going. Thank you, guys. For Thank this you very opportunity. Much for yeah. yeah, you're welcome. It was a great uh, e episode where we could finally discuss a little bit more of science. Yeah. Not just business case and technology. That seemed to be a theme for our last few episodes. But yeah. we are trying, but there is just so much happening around, and business is usually a little bit faster mm. than you know, science. However, what motivates me a lot is to see uh, startups like you, companies like you, who are not only doing business, but also trying the best you can to enable with technology a better life for people and I think this is an ultimate goal we should you know be driven by and what you're doing with autistic children what you want to do with bullying is just quite impressive and it's, it's really a good cause that you're doing so yeah I hope I hope someone from our audience have you know some money left that can just throw it to you <laughs> who knows <laughs> just to just just put the number of your bank account in the show <laughs> okay how can people reach you uh, sensoramalab.com Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, uh, and the Facebook, sa sa the same Facebook. Yeah, we are posting a lot of information about events, nice. and uh, so I think in three months we'll have uh, like competition of uh, projects in our lab. Mm -hmm. uh, so we will be interested to invite angel investors who are who wants to invest in uh, early. So it would be bad to invite angel investors who don't want to invest. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, sure, yeah. nice. Okay, without further ado, as usual, like, comment, share, and hear you next time. See you next time. Goodbye. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.